0: He's a light sleeper, so it doesn't take, I can normally just touch him on the shoulder and he wakes up enough to quit snoring, but this time it, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do a go-go gadget arm, and so I just threw my pillow at him. Sometimes it does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he says when he takes a nap, he takes a nap until the old man wakes him up snoring. So this morning, as we get started, does anybody, what, I hear somebody talking, what? Oh, yeah, y'all are all bad. So who has a prayer request or a praise report? Oh, we got one. Ruth is back. We're glad to see her. Uh-huh Yeah Yeah, I was just there. I was in but no hurricanes. It was beautiful, so we need to pray for that. Yes. Pam. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Let's let's pray for your sister. Yes. Anyone else? Okay. You want that to go through? Okay. We need still, we've got movement on it. Our prayers have helped, but okay. She tells us. We still have work to do. Yes, Ruth. Okay. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. We need to, we're going to talk about some good stuff this morning. It all starts with y'all. I mean, yes. He hasn't or he has? Has not, but we're Okay. It's good. She we got a we got a grateful oh, one here. Grateful for blessings. And I found Thank you for the ability to go back to the school. Yeah. That's right. So I I it. And, and that's right. He's teaching you to be grateful before he heals your mind. <laughs> just gripe. You're just so gripey. <laughs> well, I will tell you what, what I heard Bill Johnson say, and I believe it's true. He said that gratefulness is the key to mental health. So I think that's good. Anyone else? Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got neat people. What? Okay. Advice. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Thanks, Ray. Wow. This is not only a place of great learning; it's just a great of place of great wisdom. Make a list, dummy. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We pray, Lord God, that you would meet every need. We pray for the residents of Florida, Lord God. We ask that you would turn this hurricane back into the ocean, that no landfall would be made, no destruction, Lord God, that you would protect families and homes and property, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for hope right now, for the, the house to come about, the place of residence, Lord God, would just come forth and you would show her, Lord God, without any doubt. We pray for it this week in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray for Cindy, Lord God, for this house that she has on our property to sell that this man who has made an offer, I pray that this, that you would stir him to come through and that that transaction would be made. Lord, we thank you, God, for all your blessings. We thank you, God, for opening our ears to hear, our hearts to receive today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, I wrote y'all a poem. Okay, I finished it up this morning. I'm going to read it to you. I haven't read it out loud yet. So reading poetry in your mind is different than reading it out loud. So I gotta get, that's why I was getting my rhythm right this morning. Yeah, I was, I was like... He, <laughs> Tim was watching me doing this. He's like, what is she doing? I had to get my rhythm. I got to get my rhythm going, okay? It's a, it's a, this is a spoken word here. It's dun, dun, Okay, ready? Gather round all you children. I'll tell you a tale of when heaven wept and humanity fell. God's imager was marred. Sin had begun its, its disastrous path. Oh, see, I messed up. Gosh, if I mess up the rhythm, it won't work. I have to start back over. Okay. God's imager was marred. Sin had begun its disastrous path. Nope. See, I I, I have to wait. I have to wait to do it. It's a great poem, but if I can't get the rhythm, you will never receive it. Gather round. I'm going to do it again. Hang on. Gather round, you children. I'll tell you a tale of when heaven wept and humanity fell. God's imager was marred, sin had begun its disastrous path right into the sun. That's not right, though. From the start of that road, the father's love did not fade. His beloved children were changed, but his heart was stayed. Years and years, miles and miles, humanity plummeted and groaned inside. They were themselves, they tore themselves and ripped through. I can't do it. I don't have my glasses. I can't raise my glasses. I'm going to chop it. I'm going to do this. This is a super good point. I know. I've got glasses. It's just not working. It's just not working. It's so stinking good, y'all. I've got to practice it out loud. I'll bring it next week, okay? It's good. It's good. I know. I know you want me, but I can't get my rhythm. You want me to try one more time? Say, y'all going to have to help me, okay? I'm going to put my glasses on. Y'all ready? Okay. Okay. Gather round all you children. I'll tell you a tale of when humanity, well, when, when see, don't do that. Gather round all you children, I'll tell you a tale of when heaven wept and humanity fell. God's imager was marred, sin had begun its disastrous path. That is not right, into the sun. That's a good one in my mind. From the start of that road, the father's love did not fade. His beloved children were changed, but his heart was stayed. Years and years, miles and miles, humanity plummeted, groaned inside. They were themselves ripped through. They were themselves ripped through the bone, dryness and deadness, lost. See, I can't do it. I can't keep going, y'all. This is bad. I, I, it's, well, I will do it next week. I will practice because I've got to get to my lesson. This was just going to start it, but I can't get it if I can't get the rhythm of it. So, you know, it's just one of those things, y'all. So, but I can say Isaiah 60 and 1, who can quote it? I'm going to keep up to you. I'm going to keep on until you all start quoting Bible to me. <clears throat> Rise and I heard somebody say it. Shine. You just used context clothes, didn't you? <laughs> That's good, though. Rise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Now, what does it mean to say your light has come? mean if someone see let's I wish I could take away all of your theological programming that would be so great if I could do that just erase it all your light has come what if what have anybody ever said this has anybody ever said this I didn't ah now she's getting it now she's getting it if someone says ah that never dawned on me what have I just said when I say that what did I just say ah the a light turned on Now, see, if we take Isaiah 60 and 1 and we run it through that, that's what it means. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The light switch came on, and you... What happens when the light comes on in a dark room? What can you do? You can see what you couldn't see before, right? Okay, see how the word, see, I just took, if we blow away all of your theology, all of your, this is what this means, I asked Jesus into my heart and I accepted him as my Lord and my Savior. And when I go to heaven, I'll die. There's nothing wrong with that, but see, we are so entrenched. What? What did I say? what did I say you go heaven, when you go to heaven you'll die no. what kind of church is this see I can't I couldn't read my poem I'm off this morning you'll have to y'all are gonna have to watch me I got allergies gather around okay I just got a cloud is all not witnesses <laughs> just cloud <laughs> Okay, so rise and shine. Who's that talking to? Ah, how is it that you can rise and shine? No, you just went right back to your theology. We're still working. That's good, but I just want that. I want that language erased right now. Let's just stick with the scripture. Let's just stick in the scripture. Arise and shine. Get up, wake up, arise and shine, rise and shine. The reason is because your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. See, that's what Isaiah, it's a prophecy. Who's it prophesying? The light. See, Isaiah is standing on a prophetic mountain and he's looking into the future and he speaks by the Spirit of God. Now he's speaking a message to his day. He is, but the message to his day is not the full light. It's not the full light because there's places of darkness. The reason it's not the full light is the light has not fully dawned. It has not fully dawned for them. But he's prophesying to a time when the light will fully dawn. The light will come on. And now see, Scripture is not not disenfranchised bits of complicated information of ancient texts. It is one narrative leading us to Jesus. That's all it is. It's all it is and it's much, much more. But it starts from the garden and God has never abandoned his Eden dream. What was his Eden dream? What would you say if I... what ah, there it is. That's the that's the arch point of the human of the, the dream of Eden. God's imagers displaying his glory on the planet as they are in fellowship with light. That's that's what it is. And so all this begins. And so the marring of that happened, and, and that's your potential. I mean, we hear a lot of things about potential, don't we? Like if you Google, or not Google, if you just put it on YouTube on your search potential, you're going to get everything from business ethics and how to, you know, succeed and to opening your third eye. I'm like, I don't want that. That'll be weird. You know, there's a lot of potential, all kind, there's all this, there's humanism, there's Eastern mysticism surrounding the word, there's the, the law of attraction that you can manifest what you want just by going, mm. you know, I'm like, okay, y'all can try that, or we could actually turn the light on. So potential is a real thing. Potential simply defined is what I can do, but have not yet. Isn't that fun? Is that my husband being loud? It's up there. Gosh. Okay, they keep I thought y'all were pointing up to the noise and I thought y'all were pointing up to God. I didn't know what y'all were doing back right there. So let's turn to Romans four, seventeen. Romans four, seventeen. Okay, I'm going to read out the Passion Translation just because I, like I like the Passion Translation because it makes me, con- see. I've, read, I've read King James and New King James and NASB for so many years and NIV that my mind doesn't even have to engage. You know what I'm talking about? I can just read it. It's just like jumping into a stream and just reading. I already know what it says before it says it. And so I can sort of read super fast and just fill in because I've read it so many times. It's just, it's just there. You know what I mean? I've read it so many times. But when I read the Passion Translation... Or I read, I've read. i started reading the, the Tree of Life version. It also slows me down because it, it incorporates a lot of um, Hebrew words in it. And so I constantly have to stop and think about what I'm reading. And that slows me down too. But, and I've read that through. But then when I read the Passion Translation, it's translated from mainly the Aramaic and the Greek. But it is worded so differently that I have to stop go look at another translation and look at that translation, and then I go back to the Greek or the Hebrew or whatever it is I'm looking at and make sure, and it has just created a whole other opening in the Scripture for me because I've had to see what's behind it. And so as I read this from the Passion Translation, I want you to listen. It's 4, 17, but I'm going to start into the middle of 17. He is our example and father, speaking of Abraham. For in God's presence, he believed that God could raise the dead. What did he believe? That God could raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist yet. That's potential to call into being things that don't even exist yet. Listen, against all odds and when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that that will be impossible to count. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong. Strong that it could not be undermined by facts. How many, how many of y'all like that? His faith was so strong, it couldn't be undermined by something as lightweight as facts. Isn't that good? He couldn't be, un, his, his faith was so strong, where's it at? Was it, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of, Of conceiving a child he never stopped believing God's promise for he made he was made strong in his faith a father to father a child and because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power he needed to fulfill his promises Abraham glorified God now what I like about this is we know it this way that God calls those things as not as though they were we know that scripture many of you know it and you say it all the time But I loved how it was said here in this translation that it's, this is the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. I love that it said that, um, which one is 17? I got to go back and find it. It's not marked. The script, he is our example in the presence of God. He believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist yet isn't that good it doesn't exist somebody says well that doesn't exist you say yet that doesn't exist yet see that's that now you've just entered into the realm we know as potential it's not in existence yet and so what we look at here potential has a source the potential source here, see in other worldly ways, if you go and look at potential on YouTube, like I said, the source for potential will be what in humanistic? If you look at a humanistic video or preaching or teaching or something, where were the, where, where's the source? That's it. The source is you. Now, I don't deny that a lot of people have a lot of potential in and of themselves would y'all I mean we, we see it all the time to say that no one has potential outside of their self would just be a even an. I mean an atheist can accomplish great things right but they're worthless things at the end of the day because they don't glorify God because they never understood the light of their design and so we look at that but the source even the atheist who doesn't glorify God is God where did he get all of his or her ability from God because God is the source of all potential he's the source of all things all things are possible with God do y'all know that that's Matthew 19 and 26 all things how many things are but now look this is what this is one of those scriptures that is because it's true this is always this is also true scripture Matthew or mark 9 and 23 says this all things are possible to him that believes so if all things are possible with God right and not who in here says that's not true I didn't see any hands go up you know better than to say that's not true right because the word Jesus is speaking he specifically declares it how who doesn't believe that all things are possible with God I mean I believe all things are possible with God. So if we just call that realm right here, all things are possible with God. But then Mark writes down, Jesus also speaking, says that all things are possible to him that... So when I believe, what do I do? I step into the realm of God's potential. I may have my potential, but I've left the boundaries of my potential when I believe what God can do and I've entered into the realm of His potential. Now that's good news. Let me go further. So Genesis 1, 1 and 2 says, you know the scripture, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was with chaos and waste and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering upon the surface of the water. Now there's a a purposeful... Migration in the scripture, if you know how to look at it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was tovu vabohu. That's the Hebrew, right? Chaos and waste. Chaos and waste. Now, that's a hopeless situation. The the, the writer here is telling us, he uses those words in Hebrew, chaos and waste, to let us know it is absolutely worthless useless it has no purpose it has no potential has no potential there but see if we know how to read the Hebrew scriptures there what happens is the earth was without form and void and darkness now let's now let's we know darkness is what we know it is darkness but darkness we've already talked about darkness can also be unillumination darkness right i didn't understand now if we i mean i'm not trying to change the scripture but if we apply that too that there's no understanding there so that chaos and waste and darkness was on the face of the deep and it said and the spirit of god the ruach the breath of god what did it do hovered over what The waters. Do you see what we just changed? We just changed tovu vabohu, chaos and waste, to what? I think that the Hebrew word is to home. All of a sudden water now is a hopeful. Water is mysterious. Water is sometimes dreadful. Because it is mysterious and you don't know what's in it. But what's just happened is we're being led to move into a a line of thought that we've gone from hopelessness and zero potential to when we enter the Spirit, what do we have now? We have potential. We have hope. We have already the author is letting us know something's about to happen. And so this is all we need. So we're learning from this. So potential source is in the God himself, in his very breath, in his spirit. And so then all of it begins to be created by the word of God, and God pronounces it's good, it's good. You can hear the architect pleased with his work. It's his good opinion. And then on the sixth day, the apex of all creation. What was it? Man. Some people think they're good for nothing. I hate it to see people living under the bridge, abusing their body. We had prayer for young people this morning. You know what it is? It's darkened understanding. And you know what? As long as they have been made in the image of God, in my opinion, there's still hope. All we need is the Spirit of God to bring what? What if the light would just turn on? See, we don't, in my opinion, have a sin problem. And I know some of you are like, yeah, you got, you're wrong, you got your wires crossed, sister. We don't have a sin problem. I believe that Jesus took care of sin on the cross. Now, I'm not preaching universalism, but it does say that sin was taken care of. The problem is what we have is not a sin problem, we have an understanding problem. We have a revelation problem. We have a light problem. We have a belief problem, and we have a misidentification of the source of our potential problem. So when we come into this, now we look at potential source. God, here's a good, fun word, some Greek. How many of you like Greek? I like Greek. So here's the word for you. God creates, you ready? Exnelio. It's just X, E-X. And just like it sounds, N-I-L, I-O. That's it. Neil. When we say Neil, right? X means out of. Like the book in the Bible, the second book of the Bible is called Exodus, right? It's a Greek title for the book, and it means Exodus. X is the ro- Hadas is the road. It's the road out of the road out of where. Also known as darkness. It's the road out of darkness. It's the road out of blindness. It's the road out of slavery. It's the road out of false identity. It's the road out of a worldly mindset. It's a road out of the Pharaoh's bondage. It's a road out unto a covenant people. So when we see this, God creates ex nihilo. He creates out of nothing. So isn't that good news for you today? That your situation may seem hopeless to you, that's only because you are trying to derive the answer from your potential and not from His. I mean, I I have used this scripture my whole life that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Literally, anything. Even things I don't want to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that scripture and this one, I have paired together my entire life. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, and he will give it, and he will not withhold it. I've taken those two scriptures, and I have ruled the world. Not really. (laughs) But taking, my world ruled my world anyway. I have used those two scriptures. I can do all things. I set at a sewing machine that I couldn't sew at because I had to make 10 costumes for a missions parade at our very first church and I didn't even know how to use a sewing machine. I'm telling you, I went to the dollar store in the Salvation Army and bought remnant fabrics and old patterns. I was raised around sewing. I had a block with regard. Do you know I have a spatial deformity in my brain. I can't put shoes in a box. And do you know how hard it is to spatially deal with patterns when you're doing things out wrong side out and trying to view them right side up? Does anybody know how to use a pattern and sew, how hard it is? Couldn't do it. I'm doing this. I sewed 10,000 stitches and took out 10,001. <laughs> I took out so many stitches out of things. Hey, you're wondering, why did I get this job? We had the bright idea of pastoring our first church. We were going to do a missions parade, and all the children are going to dress up in costumes from around the world. That sounds great, doesn't it? But who's going to make these costumes? No one signed up for this in the room. And I felt so sorry for Mike. We got food going. We got this going. He's like, well, we need need a committee who will head the costumes, making the costumes. Who will sew the costumes? No one. And next thing I know, I said, I'll do it. I don't have a sewing machine, nor do I have a seamstress bone in my body. My grandmother tried to teach me to sew, and she declared Ichabod over me, <laughs> twice dead and plucked up by the roots. She said, Andrea, I've taught every one of my kids and my grandkids to sew, and she said, something's wrong with you. <laughs> this is true story. I was like, Granny, I know. I, she's like, you can't even thread a needle. Your I Yes. <laughs> But I borrowed a sewing machine, and I went and got fabrics and I got patterns, and I said, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." And I kept saying that. And I, did, I mean, I'm telling you it was in my dining room at our parsonage, I had stuff ripped out. I had ripped out so many stitches that you know you finally you can only rip them so many times you got holes. I hole. Oh, I mean I was so I was crying. I didn't even know how to make the bob I ran out of thread on my bobbin, right? I was in there and I was doing this. my <laughs> Mike came in there and he said, What are you doing? I said, I'm threading the bobbin. Put thread on the bobbin. You have to have two threads to sew. Dummy? He went. He looked at the machine. He flopped this thing out and tore the bobbin thing out and rerouted it. And he went, he went, watch. He went, and that bobbin I was like, "It's it's a miracle a miracle of mechanical engine in energy I can't believe it so I learned how to do that from him and that night I went to bed and I, I mind you I have 10 costumes to make and I can't but I said I can do and I prayed I said God you know I have stepped out here in faith don't make me look like an idiot and make you look like an idiot by not showing up that's what I said I said, You have, you said if any man lacks wisdom, that you would give it to him and not withhold it. And now I'm asking for the wisdom to sow these. I'm gonna go to bed, God, and in the morning, we better have this problem solved. I went to bed. This is not a lie. As I'm standing here before you, I got up the next day. I never took out another stitch. I sewed in zippers. I made 12 costumes. I was so good at sewing. It was getting close to Easter. I told Mike, I said, I think I'll make my own Easter dress. He said, don't tip the Lord your God. (laughs) I made all of them. I'm telling you, I can, I could not sew. And the Lord just... If you see why he didn't need me to have a sewing ability. He creates ex He found no sewing ability in me. My grandmother had confirmed it. She can make anything beautifully. But he creates ex Nelio. See, you making the you're making the the grave problem, the grave error of deciding what you will do based on what you can do. That's foolish. Decide what you can do based on what he can do. Because all things are possible to him that believes. See, he makes something, he takes something out of nothing. So he's not looking at your resources to discover. But what he is looking for someone to do is to raise their hand and say, I'll make the costumes. But you don't have a sewing machine you don't have a pattern. You don't even know how to use a pattern. You're a confirmed idiot when it comes to sewing. And why are you volunteering? Because I believe God can. I know I can't, but I believe God can. But see, no one, as long as no one's willing, see, the, the problem you think is God's gonna give you the ability on this side of the can't, and then you're gonna step into the can. You've gotta be willing to step out on apps and right in the middle of the nothing and say, okay, here I am. I'm, I'm just putting myself out here. This is going to be me failing if God, if you're not coming to my rescue. So many people won't make that step. So they stay here saying amen to God can do anything and saying amen to all things are possible to them that believe and saying amen to God can create something out of nothing. They're just saying amen, amen, amen. But they're never actually going, let's do it you see what I'm saying I've done that so many times in my life I mean I've told you all the story of taking the housing director and I had to do an audit and I had no knowledge of how to do this and God gave me every answer every answer to the point that the auditor asked me how did you possibly do this and I just simply told him I was a genius because I, I, well, I did, because I thought I would be, you, you don't tell an auditor who's coming to check out your federal dollars that you're using an outside source called the Holy Spirit. He'll, he'll, he'll write you up on that. You know what I mean? I am. I am a You know what? I am a genius. Do y'all deny it? I I mean, I've just stepped into the realm of all things are possible to him that believe. And if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God and he'll give it and not withhold it. How's that not? I don't have to have a high IQ in order to be that. That would be pulling from my own ability. I'm just, see, when I tell y'all you're a gate, this is how a gate works. It's going to take somebody to lift up their head. I mean, we're going to actually have to get our focus lifted up to understand this. So God, he's, in, he's just looking for somebody who will believe. And then he said, and we already said Genesis, it goes on, let us make man in our image. And he made us, your status is what? We've already covered this. I mean, you got it. You're an imager. You're an imager. He made you to be an imager. What does an imager do? Oh, that's good. That's good, Ray. What did you just say? What does an imager imagines what imagines what God would have you do imagine no not not an imagine see we all have we think where's imagination relegated to in our adult minds to children right I mean we all we all think of uh, imagination as something that children do but we often as adults don't imagine anything And if we do imagine, sometimes imagination is used for a very dark purpose. But see, God gave you an imagination to imagine what you could do through him. To imagine what could happen in your life if he was also in your life, if you stepped into the light of your design, if you were to arise and shine. Because your light has come. See, I'm just trying to be the source of your light this morning. All I'm trying to do is be a gate to actually hold a candle of Christ up to your life and show you your image. That's all I'm trying to do, is I'm trying to show you that sin has been dealt with. And I'll go on to say we don't have a sin problem. We have an image problem. If we, t- we, we find ourselves in churches with religion hacking at the leaves of wickedness and never actually uprooting the tree. See, Christ didn't do that. He went all the way to the root of the tree. If we get the root of our false image and who we are out of our life, you know what will take care of itself? The leaves of wickedness. It just does. But religion comes in, and they want to say, don't do this. You can't have that leaf, and you can't have that leaf, and you can't have that leaf. You can't have that leaf, and 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 you can't have that leaf. This branch has got to go, too. And what always happens if there's root remaining? And so then we become brilliant at hiding and pretending. I'll pretend that you're spiritually healthy if you'll pretend that I am. And that's what we do. We just exchange the language. And this happens all the time. And we all just get in through the religious bubble. And what we find it's easier to do is point at the faults of others because somehow that's cathartic with regard to our own faults. But see, none of this is needed. And I'm not chiding anyone. I'm not getting on to anyone this morning. I am inviting you into the light of your design to know that the fullness of Christ has risen. He has dealt, He took sin all the way to the cross. He nailed every curse to the cross that was like every one of your generational curses, every curse that's from the law, the penalty of sin. All of it was taken upon Himself fully at the cross. And He didn't just pay the penalty, but He actually took every bit of death, which is the ultimate penalty of sin, right? The wages of sin is? And He took death, and He took it to death. And then when he arose, who arose with him? I did, and you did. All of us arose with him that day. Now, you're saying all humanity rose. Why is all all humanity? Why are so many of them acting like devils? Well, it's simple. No one has showed them the light. No one has told them. See, that's the gospel. We've made the gospel something like go to church and do good things. But that won't work. Because that was kind of the basis of the law. And the law was never actually made to change a person. Did y'all know that? The law would only point out sin. And it, de- and it, dealt, with, it dealt with much of the destruction that one person would put, propagate upon another. It protected people. The same way we have laws in our culture. Thank God we have laws, right? Because until everyone comes to the knowledge of the truth of who they are, how many of y'all think we need laws? That's just a fact because they protect us against people who will not know. You know what? I don't need a law telling me not to steal your personal property, Tim. I don't need it. I don't need it at all. If you drop a $100 bill out of your pocket, I don't need I don't have to refer to the law book and go, thou shalt not steal. I wonder if that's really 100 He dropped it, so it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of debatable. I mean, he lost it, and I found it. Finders keepers, losers weepers. See, I don't need a law there. If Tim drops a $100 bill and he doesn't notice it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to, Tim, 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 you lost this. I don't need anyone to tell me that. Well, why is it you don't, you're so righteous, Andrea? It's because I have the, 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 well, it, the, see, under the old covenant, Moses was the administrator of the law. It's called a ministry of death. When Moses came down from the mountain and the Ten Commandments, and he broke them because they broke the covenant, because what did they do? They built the, you know, y'all know the story, you know, the dancing naked around the calf. I mean, it's not that bad yet, almost. So here we have it. They're, they were, I mean, and this was a, honestly, y'all, this was an orgy, is what was going on. That's what was going on. Yes. It was not a good, it was not a good situation. So when Moses dropped the commandments, it's because he was kicked, as you would be. He's been up there in the glory of God. He comes down and sees all of these people who have sworn to be faithful to God being anything but faithful to God. You know what I mean? A little delay, and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? So he throws down the commandments, but see, and the Lord had every right to do What? Wipe them off. But we know Moses interceded because God wanted him to intercede. God wanted him to intercede. And so he he created the invitation for intercession to reveal to us the heart of intercession in the Father. That's what he did. That's what what he did. And And so then we have, but when he came down the mountain, see, sin still had to be dealt with, right? And so he told the Levites, go out. If you see people, if they're, you know, take care of it. And you know how many people died that day? There's a number, a very specific number. You know it. Three thousand. Now, why would that be? The ministry of death. Ah, oh, on the on Pentecost. Do you know that the feast of Pentecost is the celebration of Moses coming down from the mountain? So, who came down from the mountain on Pentecost? Just asking. Think about it. Y'all got it. Y'all know the answer. Holy Spirit came down from the mountain on Pentecost. So we have now the old administrator is passing away. Who's the old administrator? Moses. And we have a new administrator of the covenant coming in. But he's so much better because he's not going to be this guy on the outside going, don't do that and don't do that and don't do that and never actually. He's going to be the guy on the inside. Ah. <clears throat> oh. And who, how many people were saved on the day of Pentecost? 3,000. It's like God's trying to teach us something. He's trying to turn the stinking light on. Come on, guys, y'all can do it. Come on, guys, y'all can do it. You know? Come on, you can do it. Open your eyes. Okay, so he didn't just do that, though, guys. So, you, act, you know, I'm, I'm sitting because, I, I mean, we're acting like that's the big deal. But then he did a little bit more. He, they all spoke in tongues. He's like, God's like, this is going to be Great. They spoke in tongues and there were this nationality and this nationality and this nationality and this, they were all there. And like, the Lord's like, they're going to get this, they're going to get this. This is so unbelievably awesome. Watch this. And they spoke with tongues and that one heard their language and that one heard their language and that one heard their language and that one heard their language. And it's like, what does all this mean? And the Lord's like, come on guys, put on your thinking caps, put on your thinking caps. You can figure this out. I know you can. And they could What did it undo? Genesis 11. And they built a tower to heaven. And they built it there thinking they could get to God on their own way, using their own potential, using their own efforts. And the Lord said, nothing's going to be impossible for them. Now, the nothing that God is talking about not being impossible for them, we've already got the first act of it in Genesis 6 and 7. What was that? What happened in Genesis 6 and 7? A flood. A flood. The earth was wiped out. So the nothing that's going to be impossible for them is they're going to get themselves right back where again in that quick? Where? They're going to get themselves placed to the place that there's going to be so much wickedness on the planet that they are going to have the, the earth so corrupted with utter and complete and total wickedness that God is going to be forced to do what? Wipe it out again. God did not want to wipe it out again. So what did he do? No, at Babel. What did he do at Babel? He, separate, he built boundaries called languages. And in those languages, they found their own people group. Right, and they were, and the Lord sent them out under what the Bible calls watchers. Watchers are angelic beings. Sent them out. Sent them out, and the Lord had nothing. This is this is this is the best Bible teaching y'all have heard in a long time. If I do say so myself. (laughs) Okay, He sent them out. Now, what? Who does? Who are the Lord's people? Somebody tell me. They don't exist yet. I'm telling you how potential works. There's this language and there's that language and there's that language and there's that language and there's that language and there's this people and there's that people and there's that people and there's that people. But God, the God of all the earth who just wants an Adam to image him on the planet and he calls that glorious. He just wants an Adam who will actually display his glory by being in relationship with him and who will bring about his kingdom, his governance, his plan, his law on the earth. But he looked and there was none. But God, and if he had not done what he did next, none of us are in this room today. We're all dead somewhere. We don't, we can't, do you realize you can't even get to God unless God gets to you? And so God did this thing right here. And we enter Genesis 12, and the whole narrative changes. And he called a man by the name of Abram. We just read about him, Abram. And this man was a special man. There was one thing and one thing alone that qualified him to be the one who would be the father of faith. You know what it was? No, he did not walk with God. He was a pagan. There was one thing and one thing alone that qualified Abram to be the father of faith. Maybe. There might have been other people as willing. Here's the thing that made him qualified. He had no potential as far as bringing a seed. Now, some of you don't believe me. You don't believe me, but I'm going to prove it to you. The Bible clearly says it. Isaiah 51. I just turned to it. God is so good. Listen to me, you who pursue justice while you seek Adonai. Look to the rock. Look to the rock. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father. And Sarah, who bore you? For when I called him, he was but one, and I blessed him and multiplied him. Why is it calling Abraham a rock and Sarah a quarry? It just said it. We just read it in Romans. Because he, she was so old, she was barren when she could have had kids, when her cycle still worked. Right? And then she had gotten so old, she does what women does. She did what women do. She went through menopause and her cycle no longer was a cycle. So what was she? She was doubly, she was a quarry. Dried, you know what I'm saying? The factory didn't work. And Abraham was old. And it says too, that Paul says that that Abraham's body was as good as dead. See, you thought that it was his faith that God. Well, it was his faith. He believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. He just stepped into all things are possible with God through the belief channel. said, sounds good to me. You said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And so what happened was, is God does what God does. He created ex nihilo out of nothing. So his, the message has not changed one iota. See, we're trying to recommend Abraham to God by something Abraham did. Now, Abraham did do things, but he believed God, and that's what made him do what he does. He didn't do what he does, and that made him acceptable to God. Do you all get the difference there? See, God called him, and he began to speak, and Abraham went, I'll buy that for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit at a time. And then he spoke again and he went, I'll buy that for a dollar, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? We're moving along in this trajectory. And God is moving him through the covenant, moving him. And he tells him he's going to be the father. And he believed it and he started following him. And that was the faith aspect. But who did the work? Did Abraham do the work or did God do the work? 100% God. And so we're here at the Tower of Babel, and God has said what he's done, what he's going to do. He said, I have got to have a nation. I've got to have a nation to reveal my son in, the true light of the world. The one when he comes, the whole world will go, that's who we are? You've got to be kidding me. What is it, you cat to be kitten me, right meow? Isn't that how it goes? That was just fun. So y'all remember that. You won't remember anything else. So Jesus comes and he's like, that's what it says in John. He steps onto the annals of time. And John, the revelator, the young apostle who became the old apostle, writing as an old man, he said, in him was Life. The life that God always wanted for Adam. He's called the last Adam. The life that he had was the edemic life that we were supposed to have. And that light was what? The. Not the light to show you your wickedness, which it will. But it's light like this. The what? It's a revelation. It's this kind of light. It's this kind of light right here. Ready? 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 Ta-da! And we beheld him, the glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. And it goes on to say, John, there was a man sent by God whose name was John. Not the John who's writing the book, but the John the Baptist in his name. And he was not the light. He was only come to bear witness of the light. So that all who receive him, to all who believe his name, to them, to them, I can't make you choose. To them, he gave the power to become. This is not a becoming that you put on. This is a becoming that comes in you. And now the administrator of the covenant is working on the inside of me. So I don't need your silly rules. They're not silly. I take that back. They're not silly rules. I don't need rules, silly. That's better. (laughs) Way to clean it up. Look at her. (laughs) There we go. I don't need rules, silly. I have a new administrator. And he will, when that second covenant will come, what will he do? He will write the laws on our hearts and in our minds. And you won't need everyone to teach you and teach you and teach you and teach you. Because we will all know him from the least to the greatest. And that word know there is relational know. It's not intellectual know. The difference is this is knowledge and this is know. And so that's what I say today as we're fixing to close. God creates ex nihilo. The potential you lack today in this room is sourced in God. And I will tell you, and I, I feel this right now, because I sense in this place today, there are people, you search for everything. You search down roads of this and roads of that and roads of this and roads of that. From every other religion to every other philosophy. Hey, you've tried to ascend, gain ascendancies through drug use, through everything possible. And that knowledge bank is just bankrupt. Because the only true and living way is the son of God because this whole plan was not something that was put together on the spur of the moment as some other way this is not just another method to obtain eternal life this is not right up there with Buddhism and Hinduism or Sikhism this is not just another path this is not the same as Islam This is not the same as pantheonism nor any other diabolical worshiping method that man has conjured from his own imagination while in a fallen marred state. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to condemn sin in the flesh Not just to deal with the sin problem, but to deal with the nature problem and the image problem. He is the life of our design and the light of our design. And there is no other way that men can be saved except through him. And when we receive the one and only way, we receive the life giver of the one who designed, who started, start, and will stop, finish. And there will not be any other system honored on earth because God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting light. And this is the light that came into the world and we beheld him, the Glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. And when we saw him, we didn't just see him, we saw ourselves from a plot that started in Genesis and will continue all the way through Revelation to the summation of the times. God loves the world, but he will not make decisions for anyone. He will lay the path as clear as you can in this amazing, magical, unbelievable Word of God, and he will declare it over and over and over again and invite his people to come into the life of this and actually discover their true potential but no other way but this we're dismissed Go ahead, no, you're good. Go ahead. I'm making it. I'll I wish it's <laughs> useful. <laughs> no, I was just I was just going to say it's just amazing how those, uh, the easiest things mm-hmm. are the things that are